Today, we have Sally Curtin, Chief Executive of the Kangan Institute, live from lockdown Melbourne, sitting smack bang in the middle of one of the most successful innovation districts on the planet. She tells us about the neighbourly unicorns and principled policymakers that have forged this highly creative and democratic education campus. Hello, Sally. Thank you for joining us. And, uh, you know, I'm really interested in hearing more about well, what you're doing in, in Victoria and in Cremorne for the Kangan Institute. So thank you. Hello. Good morning. Good evening. Excellent. Thank you, Adam. And uh, one of the things that's really important uh, for us here in Australia is to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet. And I'm on the Bunurong land. I'm here in uh, the Shire of Cardinia. And Cardinia means sunrise. So uh, I would like to acknowledge those traditional owners and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. Thank you. Well, tell me, keep, tell me more about context then, because I think when you and I were first speaking about this, there was there's some quite extraordinary accidental context about where you find yourself and how you're, yeah, I suppose, rolling with that. Tell us more yes. about that. Yes, well, um, I guess I'm a career public servant. And in fact, we met a couple of years ago, didn't we, Adam, in, in Melbourne uh, at another great uh, summit. And we've got many of connections in common. Uh, but my background, actually, uh, I'm the old health inspector, just so uh, for that, what that means uh, is uh, my all of my training is in managing and leading pandemics. So curious timing for me, uh, given that was my background. But now uh, I'm a career public servant and I've implemented amazing reforms and had an opportunity to work in local government here in Australia. We've got three tiers of government and uh, now I'm, I guess I'm a, a, a public sector agency in, in vocational education and training, which in I think in England is uh, the polytechnic uh, higher education uh, area. And uh, I've been here for the last two years, but worked right across government. So it, it's a really interesting space I find myself in and, and it's a really exciting space because uh, we, we very much see that uh, skills are going to be the answer for the economic and community recovery from the pandemic. And we've been significantly uh, impacted here in Australia. I'm sure you've heard the many stories. We've been in lockdown for the longest period of time of any uh, place in the world here in Melbourne. So I'm still in lockdown. We're just coming out. We've just received notification yesterday that we're coming out. And so we've, our minds are blown about what that might mean for us but um, so yes yeah, so I'm I'm leading a, a vocational education institute it has various locations here in the state in Victoria but uh, I think the area we're going to talk about that I think is uh, you know this uh, exciting uh, prospect for us as a vocational education institute is in Cremorne in Victoria which is if anyone uh, internationally listening they might know where the, the Melbourne Cricket Ground is or the MCG it's it's probably a five minute walk from there and it's it's a small area a couple of kilometres square kilometres uh, that houses some of the best tech talent quite possibly in the world. So there's so there's so there's tech talent there, and it was accidental, wasn't it? That, that it just yes. happened that a few companies gathered together, and then a few followed, and all of a sudden there's a tech hub. Is is that the, the, is right? It is. It the history, and it's told much better by the founders of these uh, what they call them uh, unicorns. So these yeah. organisations, tech startups, Australian tech startups, who uh, Car Sales is one and a good partner of ours here at Kangan Institute. Uh, but there's a whole host of them who decided to locate themselves in 
this little pocket of cremorne. And subsequently, so it's absolutely been organic, uh, what has flowed from that and what surrounded that are startups, uh, accelerators, and everything in between. But this area's history is is in fact uh, in the rag trade. And, and so uh, lots of uh, clothing manufacturers and the like were previously in this sort of in quite industrial area in inner city Melbourne. Uh, and so it's really interesting to see that it's shifted again uh, to primarily, you know, a lot of technology companies locating themselves there. And we happen to have a campus right smack bang in the middle of Cremorne and really it's the last bastion of public land holding. So the state government owns the land. I'm the, I guess the current custodian at, at Kangan Institute. We offer a whole range of offerings there. We've, we've sort of had a lot of the creative offerings to support the rag trade that was there and we're just positioning the campus now around creative and digital and that whole intersection. Yeah. So I suppose that, that, you know, the Victorian government could get a huge amount of money for selling this, I imagine, <laughs> to, the, to uh, some, yeah, already established unicorn. But you're keeping hold of it because of that adjacency is, I imagine, so critical for your courses. And uh, absolutely. For, well, the, the, the democratising of digital education and pretty much anything good that is those, yeah, those future businesses are going to grow so much from this. But tell me about that, holding on to it, not selling it. Yeah. Was there debate or was it absolutely clear what the path was meant to be? Yeah, I, I imagine there'll always be debate because the land is just so valuable. But, yeah. but what I would say, and again, I guess it's a career in the public service would say, in fact, uh, for this to truly be uh, an innovation ecosystem and that's where every place in the world is trying to create these through structure and plans and all of these things. Well interestingly Cremorne has formed organically and, and any effective innovation ecosystem needs not only uh, I guess the, the, the businesses and the, these very successful startups but it also needs the you know the angel investors it needs that research capability it needs the education facilities and without them how do you feed the beast you know there's huge skills demands these businesses are growing dramatically and so my strong view and, and I'm just as I say sort of the custodian at the moment of this land is that uh, the public offering and and the public value out of these amazing private businesses is really important and how do we take what it is that's sort of currently almost inaccessible for the the, the average punter and and how do we make it take take away its elite uh, capability that exists within within these organizations and how can we make it accessible uh, for everyone yeah. and uh, really sort of take that capability and, and offer it. Everyone needs digital skills now. We, we've got a huge digital divide here in Australia and, and I think the public TAFE has a, a very particular role to sort of take these capabilities and, as you say, you know, democratise them uh, for the community. When you were when you were describing that, and I know this is a podcast, I keep forget. I need to remember, <laughs> tell people this. So you were using almost like spiralling body language there. And I remember you telling me that, that critically, public space at the centre of this cluster is critical. And tell us about that. How, tell us how you're using that area, which I guess is, is chance encounters must be important as part of this diagram. Absolutely. And, and certainly at the moment, the Victorian government is wanting to ensure there is a tech hub in the heart of Cremorne. And 
we are hoping we will we will be that. Uh, but we see ourselves really, at, at particularly as the last sort of public landholding and offering, is as the front door to anyone who either wishes to become, you know, be the entrepreneur, to be the startup, to access these angel investors, to you know the intersection of 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 this and how does that? How do you access this? Uh, what appears to be almost inaccessible, as I say. Uh, so we want to be the front door. We, we see uh, that we could provide the the connections that are needed, a, a place, uh, you know, I sort of described it previously to you as Switzerland, we're Switzerland in this, we don't mind who you partner with and how, but we might be able to assist people navigate uh, the, the various offering in Cremorne and, and they're vast, they're deep, uh, but they're, again, potentially quite hard to find and navigate. So I see that we can play a role here and, and clearly as part of that, we've got our students and our students are diverse. And so how can we ensure that, uh, I guess, uh, the, the digital students of the future are diverse yeah. and, and can bring, you know, a whole lot of new thinking and capability to this as well? Oh, I, I mean, I, it's, it's such a rich topic. And I think this thing about the, the front door, uh, I think often where I think well, master planners and maybe architects often get that wrong is that there are things about this that can be quite, you know, a, a front door that is has easy accessibility. I get that. But actually so much of the accessibility you speak of, I imagine, is about being an open platform, being an open program. And I'm, I know MIT speak about this in terms of flow. It's the flow of people, the flow of program, the flow of place. And that means you've got to be a real impresario, doesn't it? You know, you've got to be constantly yep. on and constantly <laughs> listening so that your program can evolve. Is, does that sound right, the relationship uh, program and place? Absolutely. And, and that just triggered something else for me uh, amongst these, you know, these amazing businesses that have been so successful and they're now international businesses, uh, but they describe each other as frenemies. So they're, they're fiercely competitive. And, and so who can provide the place where uh, various, uh, where people can go, uh, where you, it can be neutral territory and we can share and we can learn from each other and help others learn and, and make it accessible for broadly for the community. So yeah, I feel duty bound with this phenomenal asset we have right in the heart of this melting pot of talent to really uh, see what else, what, what else could occur and, and amplify that and really enable new connections that potentially have never happened before. Yeah, oh, I like that. Tell, tell us about in terms of those new connections, then if I was imagining an ideal day for a, a you know, relatively new and young student, you know, what, 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 what would be some of the, those sort of chance encounters that we might come across? What kind of connections might surprise us? Yeah, well, in my wildest dreams, now again, we are creating this. It's not there yet, so I probably need to couch this. Uh, but, you know, it's almost the campus as a lab. And so they can actually see this happening and, and can participate and experience it, uh, have little tasters about what it might look like to be, you know, um, mining big data or using... Um, robotics or whatever that might be uh, for that person, but that also know how to navigate to say, I have this great idea and I've got this case that I have, but, you know, I need some connections and I need some support to grow this. So it might be the support for entrepreneurs. Uh, I guess it's the match ma matchmaking in some ways. It's the giving experiences that will help people say, oh, I could do this. 
I think that's the starting point. Uh, but also, uh, I can be matched up and I can help navigate uh, what appears to be, you know, almost the impenetrable as a as a regular Victorian young person. Oh, that's good, isn't it? I think that that transparency and the ability to, yeah, it's it's your lab. I remember you yes. telling me this a phrase that you are the activator, and I think that's yes. interesting that giving the individuals the opportunity, but the power to go. This this is your place. We're going to listen carefully to you, and the change is in your hands. But we're going to facilitate. We're going to supercharge your endeavour. Yes. Sounds like it's and very hard, I imagine, because <laughs> you're always on, aren't you? We're talking about this is a this is a team that I imagine you're always out and about. You you know, people are not behind closed doors, I imagine. Yes, and and opening up the campus is really important too, so that it is uh, seen to be that people could run events or trials or experiments or, as I say, you know, uh, the campus is a laboratory, so. so to actually come and try some of your ideas and share data or use data or use capabilities. So uh, th there's a ways to go for us to do this, but it's all possible because uh, we have, you know, just this enormous commitment, I think, from everyone who is in Cremor, and there's, there's great vested interest in this being a success. So for the businesses themselves, they need a pipeline of talent coming through. And currently they're competing with each other for the ta existing talent pipeline for uh, other, uh, for the for the local council, uh, for the broader Victorian community, we, we all know that digital skills are going to be uh, such a, you know, they, they talk about it um, being the new collar workers. Uh, so it really gives people great career prospects uh, if they can harness, this, harness these skills. So I think there's lots of vested interest in this being a success. And with the, as I said, this potentially the highest concentration of tech capability in the world in one little small location. So it's almost we're duty bound to, to tap into this capability and, and sort of take it to the masses. Yeah, well, it's an amazing opportunity. Extraordinary, yeah. the moving parts you have right there. Now, tell me, I know, I know you, you spent some time touring uh, Silicon Valley and San Francisco and having a think of, there, there were learnings there. And I know that one of the, it's quite odd, particularly driving around Silicon Valley, where you have lots, you often see other people who are taking pictures of signs because so many of those campuses aren't particularly open. And so it's only the sign you can get hold of. Although I remember going to Airbnb and being surprised where it was absolutely the other way around, where there were three buildings and then there was this wonderfully lively program that was constantly moving people around between these buildings, creating this great churn between, you know, the insiders and outsiders, people within certain departments, but also people who were, you know, just outside visiting. And I thought this sort of almost their belong anywhere ethos was well told in this churning, richly programmed place. And um, what, what places did you come across that you were struck by that were good learnings for what you're doing at Kangan? Mm, well, uh, I went to Airbnb too, so I thought it was pretty, pretty amazing and, and obviously highly curated spaces for uh, really the you know, to, to align. Uh, what I would say is every place we went to, we went to LinkedIn, Google, Slack, Airbnb, so we got some amazing access, I'd have to say. Uh, but 
all of them needed to align their place with their values and purpose. And, and I think that's really important up front. And, and, and certainly we're trying to do that here. Uh, and they had, I guess, the existing ecosystem to build upon. So a lot of it is, exists for them. So I think those who did it incredibly well aligned their places with their purpose. Uh, I would say that's true. However, uh, there was something incongruous about that visit that stuck with me at the time and, and as I left it, is that you might walk into these amazing campuses, uh, you know, where everything is on tap, it's all free, you know, really they didn't appear to ever want their workers to leave, quite possibly at times, uh, but you could be work, walking over homeless people as you are entering the building and this disconnect between you know, those in the community who are really struggling and the absolute wealth that existed inside the door just appeared a bit incongruous for me. So it was it was a great visit, but also uh, it was challenging. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I remember going to Twitter. We were doing a project in San Francisco and there was Twitter. It's 3,000, you know, aspiring, you know, well, billionaires maybe. And then... <laughs> Within that, where camp, where everything was on tap, just off Market Street, there was. Um, uh, this is where you know so many home, homeless people gather to be because of their proximity to the town hall, the city hall, and where you know they're they're doling out food, they're doling out you know sort of help, and that was right there all together. And you got this feeling that this was a you know absolutely segregated city, even though you know you'd only passed three hundred meters within it, and I think that. Yeah, it, it is really challenging. And then you note that, you know, you go out to those, you know, the campuses, you know, out on the freeway and you see, you know, there's no transparency there, you know, actually no. at all the colleges, there's nothing near. And I think what you're talking about is more like, it's more like MIT, isn't it? In that there's the this, this richness of movement. people live there, they work there, they go to school there, they have nurseries there, they have open lectures there. I mean, that's what you're talking about, aren't you? It, it's a proper bit of city. Yes, absolutely. It's sort of taking it from just the pure ecosystem to a community. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's the difference. And and as I said, there's much about Silicon Valley and San Francisco that there is to admire, but I don't think that's the goal for us. I think I think we're, you know, there's um, enormous potential. There's great capability here in Cremorne. Uh, our starting point is different and I think we, we want to ensure that we bring everyone with us. And so it's not just, you know, um, the rich getting richer here and, uh, you know, that huge contrast. So we want to ensure that everyone has access to this and, and can grow these capabilities and, and contribute to the community I suppose and be valued for what they bring. Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose that it, it, a lot of what you're looking at, I remember you telling me this is that in that sense, you're always going to be work in progress, aren't you? You're never oh. going to be finished. And I think that thing about it's small moves you're speaking about here. Again, your body language is speaking of things that are, you know, that, that pointed little pieces that yes. every day make a difference. And I think often the social impact is uh, you know often you you start drawing people in through those first tiny moves those first small conversations don't you and of course yes. big gestures may well follow but they're often prototyped by the small moves i mean is that that feels part of your story here De definitely and and this idea that um you know you could ever set and forget on a place just seems counterintuitive to me uh this you know 
even if we contemplate that the technology and markets are shifting so quickly, uh, my, my strong belief, as I said, as a career public servant, is that we are here and that the assets that we have are to meet the needs and the pace of change in the community. So while the community, and particularly post-COVID, you know, there's so much has shifted that we need to shift as quickly. We need to meet the aspirations of the community. Uh, and that's the challenge. And as I said, sort of creating this front door or this space or platform for our various groups to come together and connect, learn from each other, grow build these amazing skills that we're after, uh, support individuals in their goals and dreams. You know, there's a, there's a lot that we're hoping it can achieve, but we know for, for long periods of time, that's what places have done. And, uh, you know, creating those connections, we we know that can make a huge difference. It's, I mean, it, when, when you say that, it, it strikes me that the, um, you know, you're earning your right to be there every day, aren't you? You know, you're, you're yes. never, never assuming that just because of the scale of the endeavour that that's, you know, it, it, you know, you have that right. And I think earning yes. that right and being, you know, on the street, again, this maybe comes back to what you were saying about public spaces and the open platform. It's this public space seems to be absolutely critical to everything you're doing here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and imagine, you know, again, I would say, imagine if we missed this opportunity, like the, the huge potential for this to impact uh, here in Victoria it is absolutely significant. And it is so unique, as I said, than any other place that I've seen when I've studied this and as I said, traveled the world and, and in terms of uh, understanding innovation districts, there is something very special here that we haven't quite tapped into yet. Now is the time and, and opportunity. It's kind of the perfect storm for us to do it. Uh, as I said, since 200 and how many 80 days or whatever we've been in lockdown here in Melbourne and, uh, you know, imagine what we can do as we come out of here. So, you know, I imagine people are coming out with big dreams, uh, looking for places to take them, you know, yeah. lots of shifts. We know, we've heard about the great resignation in America. I'm not sure if it's happening yeah. uh, in England, but, you know, I think, you know, people will be looking for places like this to, to take their energies and their dreams. I agree. I mean, it's that thing that, you know, after any you know great disturbance, I mean, in Britain in 1947 was when the Open University began and there was a great explosion of people, you know, particularly slightly older people wanting to get back and, you know, they, they'd missed their time, they missed the opportunity, they were thinking that the, you know, the, the jobs that their parents had, you know, meant nothing to them and looking for what that new future would be like. And it was tertiary education that could bring that to them, particularly if it was democratised, which is what the Open University yes. was. And you are, you know, that spirit of, yes, yes, opportunity, yes. but also togetherness, the yes. idea that this is going to be done together and yes. within the community, within the cluster, I think is... Yes incredibly exciting yeah so, and, and i think part of it is uh there are those who have been displaced through COVID, so they've been forced you know to reconsider you know what are the new skills or the re the reskilling that i need to be doing but there's also those as i sort of said who are choosing this because you know they're you know, being into this sort of forced lockdown for such an extensive period of time have, has sort of brought about other hopes and goals and dreams that they've got. And, uh, you know, we want this to be a place where, you know, for young people, for people reskilling, yeah. new ideas, excel, you know, um, new business ideas, you know, it would be wonderful to uh, create a platform for all of that to occur.
Yeah, and I suppose that with that platform, I, I've, I'm seeing also you know, great exhibitions, great events yes. as you celebrate what's happening behind those closed doors. I mean, your open platform also, you speak of front door, but it's it's shop window too is important to this. Yes, yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's, if I could, yeah, and I know we'll try and get some footage to show the campus to you, so it, it's kind of perfect to be able to do this. So there's some curious places it's a mix of heritage buildings so that's steeped in history uh, but also we have some other spaces that are just perfect for exhibitions displaying engagement for public so yeah we think it's it's kind of perfect so, so tell me then i suppose lastly that if we imagine um learnings for others who are looking to Oh, think about their city city centres through this more democratic approach that is, you know, open to all and is rather than over curating, is facilitating the engagement and the social mobility that you speak of. I mean, mm. there's some. I've written some notes that I thought uh, uh, never set and forget. I, I I love that. Thinking about the campus as a live lab is wonderful. Um, the benefit of being Switzerland, I think, is fantastic, <laughs> of bringing people together. Aligning with purpose, I think that sounds critical. What, what, give me, what, what other ones might, might I add? Uh, meeting the aspirations of the community and starting there, I thought that yeah. was wonderful. I would just say only that um, a lot of the goals tend to be in these innovation precincts is the ecosystem. Uh, and I, I like to think of that as the community. So if we take it beyond just those sort of, you know, engineering for an ecosystem, you know, a thriving community actually uh, should be the goal. And of course, all of those other elements can exist, uh, but an innovation community, I think, is is something that, um, you know, we'll be striving for. Yeah, oh, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Well, Sal, it's been absolute delight to speak with you, and I think, you know, covers so many important things. And what I'll do is I'll make sure that there's lots of links to what you're doing, right. so that people can follow, and also, yeah, look at some, yeah, footage of what's happening, but also see when you, yeah, once you're allowed out in a few days' time, how exciting that's going to be. Absolutely. No, I, I really appreciate your time, Adam. And as I said, we, we're just piloting and experimenting and trying some of these things, uh, but we do have great ambitions and uh, we do appreciate the opportunity to speak with you uh, today. And, and it'd be lovely if we can catch up in person again sometime soon. I look forward to that. Sal, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Free Thinking Podcast with Sally Curtin from the Kangan Institute. Do subscribe so you know when the next episodes are and do leave us a comment so we can get better and better. Thank you and see you soon.